This is Dennis Dunaway of the original Alice Cooper group, listening to Rock Strikes 10. Hey, this is Dick Wagner, and you're listening to Rock Strikes 10. Hey, this is Ryan Roxy from the Alice Cooper band, and you are listening to Rock Strikes 10, whether it's Saturday night or any night of the week. What's up, everybody? It's Glenn Sobel from the Alice Cooper Band, and you are listening and rocking out to Rock Strikes 10. Check it out. Hi, this is Nita Strauss from the Alice Cooper Band, and you're listening to Rock Strikes 10. Turn it up. Relax. You're quite safe here. (laughs) Good evening, and welcome to Rock Strikes! Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, whether you're doing it at cnjradio.com or you're subscribed and leaving a star rating and review on iTunes, never missing one single episode. Thank you, especially everybody who does that. You know what I love about podcasting is that I can do this show in my underwear because it's really hot in Texas this time of year. Or I could get dressed up and nobody out there would think that I was pretentious. Uh, But let's get into all this here. I've had a real interesting month. And for those of you longtime friends of the show, if you know me, you know that I'm a massive, super duper Alice Cooper geek. And as time has gone on, my fandom has only grown and grown over the years. But it's been a stellar year to be an Alice fan, that's for sure. Especially on my personal journey here. You know, of course, you know that I went out to the record store day thing in Dallas at Good Records, got to hang out for a little bit and get an ID from Dennis Dunaway in the past, had a great talk with the now late great Dick Wagner, so you heard that as well on the top of the show, and went out to see Alice in Duran, Oklahoma, the Choctaw Casino. It was a stellar show as always, one of the best times I've ever seen. It's like every time I see him, it's better and better, and that's the tremendous thing about Alice Cooper as an overall performer and a true testament to the kind of company he keeps on stage but it's just been an amazing trip this year especially you know a lot of the a lot of the people in the band were really gracious and nice and patient with me and they cut ids and everything shook my hand talked to little alice for a while talked about them uh just want to give an extra special shout out to ryan roxy you are a stellar awesome classy gentleman there always has time for the fans and thank you so very much for making that night just one of the best nights ever so i just want to go on record there saying extra special thanks to mr ryan roxy go support all of his outside ventures as well you won't regret it he does great work all right so still in massive alice mode this is going to be basically for the next few weeks part one of three i may throw in a few different episodes along the way but this is part one of a continuous three-parter of our Alice special this year. Definitely making up for lost times as I've missed the birthday spectacular the last couple of years because it's been weird out there in Rockland. So we need Alice to bring some stability back to our world and just to this show in general. So part one of three is also the kickoff of a new series that I'll be doing within Rock Strikes. And as you know, some of our ongoing series that we have, Rock and Rank, the Fallen, song title remains the same, stuff like that. We're going to add in a new element here, and I'll explain to you as we kick off the show. So get ready for part one of three of our Alice Cooper Spectaculars, 
with these first two parts being the Alice Cooper family tree. I think you know what that means. We're going to focus on Alice, yet we're going to concentrate on the branches and leaves of the Alice Cooper personnel history. And then we're going to finish off after that two-parter with part three, which uh, is going to be a special part. So I don't want to announce it just yet because I believe in the jinx. So crossing my fingers that this is going to happen within the next few weeks. Got pretty much a confirmation from a potential guest. So let's just concentrate for now on these two parts. And I'm breaking these into two parts for the Alice Cooper family tree. Of course, because number one, he's got this huge body of personnel that has played with him over the years. Of course, after the original band, the amount of musicians, studio, touring, and otherwise have been around his life. It's just this massive list. You can actually, you know, of course, if you need it, go onto Wikipedia. There's even a whole page for Alice Cooper personnel. Check that one out. And even if you did a whole journey into that, still, I'm going to challenge you here, especially if you're a big fan. You could play with that wiki page for hours and maybe still not come up with what I got in store for you on part two. Part two is going to blow your mind. But let's ease into it here with part one. We're going to do a whole bunch of just, you know, this is this is one person and they played with Alice before or currently, and I'm going to play something of theirs on the show. So I've done enough talking. Let's kick things off here with actually an appearance by the man himself, Mr. Alice Cooper, because he contributed to a song on an album by a band called Blue Coop. If you don't know who they are, Blue Coop is made up of original Alice Cooper group bassist Dennis Dunaway, and then rounding out with the Bouchard Brothers, who played in Blue Oyster Cult. So they've been playing for a few years now, and they have an album out called Million Miles More, which features a guest lead vocal by Alice Cooper. So I figured it is completely apropos to kick off this Alice Cooper Family Tree special with this song, Hallow's Grave. Check it out.
Kicking off part one of this two-part Alice Cooper Family Tree special that was Blue Coop with Hallow's Grave. Of course, with Alice Cooper on lead vocals there. And look into the Blue Coop stuff. It's really cool. It's actually spelled Blue C-O-U-P-E, not C-O-O-P. Nice play on words there. Okay. You know who really ought to cover that song, actually, is Ozzy Osbourne. If you go back and listen to that song again, especially that intro part, it just sounds like an Ozzy song. And, and even I think the lyrics would definitely be very Ozzy-friendly, the arrangement and everything. Who wouldn't want to hear that on Ozzy's next solo album? That, you know, just came to me, but that's what I think. Let me know what you think out there, and I hope you enjoyed the song. All right, the next Family Tree representative we're going to play here is a fellow by the name of Kane Roberts. Now, Kane actually represents the era that I came in. 1986, during Alice's comeback, when he's back, the man behind the mask came out. That was the first thing I ever heard by Alice, so that's why I'm always going to love that song. And I'm always going to have a soft spot in my heart for this era with the great Kane Roberts on lead guitar, who can play guitar like a mother. And of course, that look he was sporting in the 80s definitely helped him get that gig, especially to play in the band. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go Google him during 1986. So he wrote, he definitely co-wrote the entire Constrictor album with Alice and became his touring lead guitar player and also on the Razor Fist and Yell album and tour. But between that, he put out his own solo album, merely just called Kane Roberts. And it appears that he was working on this material at the same time that they were doing Constrictor because I was even just looking at the credits. I actually have this album on vinyl. And uh, some of the copyrights on the songs date back from like 1984, 1985, all the way through 86, 87. So I find that pretty interesting. And it does seem like there's probably a couple of songs that just didn't make it on Constrictor that are on this record. And that's fair for sure, because it looks like the song Full Pull on this record was written specifically just by Alice. Now, I think that's the only right that Alice has on there. There may be a couple of other songs that were co-written by Kane and Alice that are on this record, but... If you're a hardcore Alice Cooper completist, you definitely must have the self-titled Kane Roberts solo album. So I'm going to play like a little two-for-one here. Sort of like a, a lot of guys that can play guitar are going to get this instrumental tacked on to the song right before it. And I think it's one track. So here you go. This is Kane Roberts with Gorilla, followed by Outlaw.
Right there from Kane Roberts, preceded by the solo called Gorilla, which I enjoyed a lot better than Throw My Gorilla off of Constrictor, but that's just because I consider that one of the worst Alice songs ever. But there you go. Kane Roberts there off of his self-titled solo record. There's actually a ton of other Alice references on that record, which makes it a must-own for the hardcore completist. There's even appearances by Alice Cooper band members at the time, Kip Winger and Paul Taylor, or Paul Horowitz as he was called then, guys that later, of course, were in the band Winger, and also managed by Live Entertainment, so he was probably being guided there by Shep Gordon. So, yeah, and there was another Kane Roberts solo album, I think in the early 90s, I have it, called Saints and Sinners, which definitely, uh, they were definitely trying to get him on the radio at that point. It's a lot more radio-friendly, you know, hard pop, pop metal and not so much heavy metal as that album is what i'm actually doing with this part one here i'm going in chronological order of people that have been in alice's band makes it easier for me to make the playlist and it leads to weird transitions which is what this show is all about right so now i'm going to play something by the eric singer project of course starring eric singer who most of us came to know by being the guy that replaced eric Carr and kiss But what we didn't realize is that we were listening to him for years and years and years because Eric was in Lita Ford's band and Eric was in Black Sabbath in the 80s and Eric played on that first Badlands record and Eric played for Alice Cooper during the Hey Stupid tour. On this particular album, on the Eric Singer Project album that I'm going to play for you, there are no other Alice alum. However, later on when the band toured like Europe and stuff back in the 2000s, In between Kiss gigs for Eric Singer, 
Chuck Garrick was in the Eric Singer project. And, hey, right there, current bass player and band leader Chuck Garrick. So, kind of two degrees there for the Alice Cooper family tree, but he didn't play on this track. But who does play on this track is fellow KISS member Bruce Kulick, as well as a guy that contributed to KISS Records, a guy named Carl Cochran, and John Karabi on lead vocals. Who We love John Karabi, one of the great hard rock singers out there, still doing it, singing for the Dead Daisies currently. So... Eric Singer Project did 100% covers here, and this is a really cool one, a deep Aerosmith cut from the good Aerosmith days, and to hear John Karabi singing it is just super excellent. So here you go, this is the Eric Singer Project with SOS, Too Bad. there you go the eric singer project with sos too bad an aerosmith cover and the reason i played that because you know eric sings songs on that record as well and love eric singer's voice but i had to go with the aerosmith song why well just think about it if you're that big of an alice fan how many different references are there to alice cooper within the aerosmith world you may name off a few 
I'll try to name them all off real quick. Let's see. So, Aerosmith and Alice both appeared in the Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band movie. Eh? And they were both bad guys in it. And on the trash record, there's multiple appearances by Aerosmith members. Steven Tyler, he's on Only My Heart's Talking. Joe Perry, I believe, plays the lead on House of Fire. And then some of the other guys do background vocals all the way through the album. So there's that. Of course, there's Joe being in the Hollywood Vampires. That I feel like that's not the whole thing, but that's enough right there. Tons of Aerosmith connections to the world of Alice Cooper and vice versa. All right. Hope you enjoyed that. Moving on to the next one here. I've played this song on the show before, but it's been years, and I love this song. It's one of my favorites from the era, the early 90s, where our melodic hard rock bands were still hanging on. I'm listening to Z-Rock, and I'm listening to these songs interpolated with the Seattle scene, but I'm kind of loving this stuff a little more, I gotta say. You know, I, I love some Seattle bands, but... You know, I love melodic hard rock and hard pop as well, so hey, I'm torn. I I try to love it all. What, what can I say? If you listen to this show long enough, you'll understand. But there was a band called Hardline back in 1992, and it was started by Neil Sean of Journey fame and other things like Santana. And the bass player on that album, Double Eclipse, which is a really cool album, was a guy named Todd Jensen. And Todd Jensen had played bass for David Lee Roth before, then started playing in this band, Went on to play for Alice pretty much from the mid to late 90s. I believe he was really the last full-time bass player that Alice had before Chuck Garrett came into the fold and never looked back since, and I don't blame him. Uh, But Todd definitely served his time in the world of Alice Cooper, and my initial shows that I saw with Alice were all Todd Jensen shows. I saw him at Starplex opening for the Scorpions, and Todd played on the Fistful of Alice live record. When I saw them at the Bronco Bowl a few years later in the Dallas Music Complex and all those shows, Todd Jensen was the bass player for all those shows. So, soft spot there for Todd. Shout out to him. So here you go. A track from Hardline's Double Eclipse record. This was the big single off the record. And don't it make you feel so good. This is Hot Sherry.
Hot Sherry there by Hardline from Double Eclipse, 1992. Go check that one out if you haven't heard it before. Always love playing that song. And another song that I always love playing is this next one here. This was actually an even bigger hit on the radio than that one, I believe. Especially on the overall rock stations, because the guy that actually had success prior to joining Alice Cooper's group, this guy actually had two stints in Alice Cooper's band. Once during the Dirty Diamonds era and another one in the late 2000s. A guy named Damon Johnson, who currently plays guitar in Black Star Riders. Before all of that, he had a band called Brother Kane, as you may know out there. I'm sure a few of you at least knew that. I mean, Brother Kane actually had radio hits, and their first two albums especially got massively support on the radio. That first one especially got a ton of play. But I always liked this song the best. And even though I've heard it a thousand and one times, I still love it. I think it's a great song. So representing Damon Johnson for this Alice Cooper family tree, this is Brother Kane with Ann Fool's Shine On.
Full Shine On from Brother Kane's sophomore record Seeds. Hope you enjoyed that out there. I remember that song actually being massively involved with Halloween 6. I think it was called The Revenge of Michael Myers. Something like that. I forget the titles after a while, but I've seen all those movies. But yeah, that song had a massive connection to that movie. Something Alice would definitely appreciate. And for further appreciation on Damon Johnson, he's well documented playing in Alice's band on that Theater of Death Blu-ray DVD, however you view it. But he's on there and he totally throws down. He's great in that concert, as I'm sure he was every night he ever played with Alice. And go check out his solo stuff. Check out Damon Johnson's solo stuff. It's very good. I've played some on the show before. Go seek it out. Especially there's that uh, full length where he does a cover of Alice Cooper's Generation Landslide with yet a vocal appearance by the man himself on there with him. Damon Johnson, great singer too. All right. Moving into the current lineup of the great Alice Cooper band. And I got to say, with all due respect and sincerity to anybody who's ever played with Alice or any of the other lineups, I truly believe that this current lineup that they have right now is the best band that has played for Alice since the original group. Of course, the one with Dennis Dunaway, Michael Bruce, Glenn Buxton, and Neil Smith. So yeah, this band is great. If you've ever seen them live, you understand what I'm talking about. Three lead guitar players that just destroy every night. Chuck Garrick there on the bass leading the band. Does some fun vocals during Feed My Frankenstein every night. And Glenn Sobel, one of the most entertaining drummers and technically profound drummers you'll ever see ever. Guy is so fun to watch. He's up there with like really good rock drummers of my generation like Tommy Lee and Jimmy Chamberlain. You go watch those guys and they're a show unto themselves. And I, I know you you don't even need to be a show when you're on stage with Alice, but he still is and everybody else is as well. And I mentioned this guy at the top of the show. Great guy, Ryan Roxy. Go support his stuff. He currently puts out stuff as a solo artist under the name Roxy77, R-O-X-I-E, for those of you not in the know put out a really cool record called Amerisweet a few years ago. Got the vinyl of that and it's an EP but it's full length because it's the EP twice. It's mixed down differently for different markets of the world. One for Sweden and one for America. I definitely prefer the Swedish mix. It's heavier. It's more rock and roll. Uh, the American one, obviously they're trying to get some sort of appeal on radio stations. But off of Ryan Roxy's and Roxy 77's Ameris Swede record, this is Simpleton Girl. Thank you. 
right, Simpleton Girl by Roxy77 off of their Amerisweede record. Go check that out. As I said before, go support any Ryan Roxy projects. Not only is he a super awesome, classy guy, but his music is damn good as well. And that's also very important. Ryan had been with Alice, as far as I know, since about 94, 95, somewhere around there, like when I first saw him live. And... There was a small, short period where he wasn't in the band anymore, but he's pretty much been with Alice for a total of about 20 years or so. And hopefully Ryan will be there until the very end because he also writes a damn good song. All of the songs that he co-wrote on Dirty Diamonds and The Eyes of Alice Cooper were standout songs. And you see what happens when Ryan Roxy doesn't write for Alice, you get Along Came a Spider. So anyway, moving on. We're going to play you something now by a band called Bisto Blanco. Bisto Blanco features current Alice Cooper bassist and band leader Chuck Garrick on lead vocals and six-string guitar as opposed to bass guitar, which is what he does with Alice currently. They have a couple of records out. I'm guilty of not having the new one yet. I'm an asshole. I still need to get it. I will purchase it. That'll be one of the next purchases. But I do have the first Bisto Blanco record, which is called Live Fast, Die Loud. And here's a really cool song from it. This is Breakdown. Oh, 
right, some Bisto Blanco there to get your blood boiling. Yes, always fun when I put on that record. Good driving record for sure. So go pick that one up and go pick up the new one simultaneously with myself as well. All right, really cool, man. Looking forward to seeing what they do in the future. And here's another guy to keep an eye on. Tommy Henriksen, who's been with the band for about six years now. He joined around 2011 during the Welcome to My Nightmare record, the sequel to Welcome to My Nightmare. You have to say two because it gives you the idea of the number two. So anyway, Alice brings Tommy in as kind of an overall utility guy. The guy can do everything. He mixes, he arranges, he produces, he writes, plays a damn good guitar. He can sing. Whatever you want. Tommy Hendrickson's a guy you definitely want in your team. He's been in the game for a while and still relatively young for a guy that's been doing it this long. So, cool guy to watch on stage. He just has that cool punk rock thing about him. I thought for the longest time he was actually Swedish for some reason. I guess because Roxy's Swedish. But uh, he's from New York City. He's got that cool old school punk rock look to him with a little bit of glam going on. So, yeah, just cool image, cool guy the whole thing digging back into his career and i'm not making fun of this at all i think this is really cool but at a point tommy was signed as a solo artist to a major label he was on capitol records and they had a go at him they put out a self-titled record of his that's definitely pop rock oriented and didn't really set the world on fire however it says that he actually had a single that cracked the top 40 adult contemporary singles chart so that's pretty cool right there i mean he has a minor hit to his solo career and then went on to have this whole other career that's way cool. So good on you, Tommy Hendrickson. I have pre-ordered your brand new record that's coming out in just a few weeks. If you haven't done that, go to Bellyache Records website and show Tommy Hendrickson some love. Until then, I'm going to play something off of that self-titled solo album and then you're going to go do yourself a favor and check out his new stuff to see how much he's grown. But judge for yourself, this is Tommy Hendrickson from his solo debut album in 1999 called Tell Me Why.
Definitely a sign of the times there, production-wise. From 1999's self-titled solo album by Tommy Hendrickson. That was Tell Me Why. Not picking on it. I love the late 90s myself, actually. But you can definitely tell it was produced then. But like I said, you got to go check out his newer stuff. I'll be featuring a song from his latest album in a future episode. So, yeah, we love Tommy Hendrickson. Not picking on him at all. That record's pretty neat. I got it for $5 on iTunes. No bullshit. I think that was a really good purchase. I found a, a good deal there. So, moving on here. Sticking with the pop, actually. And something that's been happening the last few years in Alice's band, which obviously people have taken notice of this, and I think it's actually brought him some new fans, you know. Uh, but it's not for the forced reason that I feel people may think it is, because Alice has been using female lead guitar players in the last couple of times he's had them. Starting off with Orianti, who joined Alice's band after Michael Jackson died. She was playing for Michael. She's on the This Is It movie. You can see her prominently in it. And that's definitely where she first got noticed. She could play like a motherfucker. No doubt about that. And with enough crossover appeal to where I don't understand why she didn't take off right away as a solo artist. And even the song I'm going to play for you here was released as a single. was a, a top 10 hit overseas and just missed the top 10 in America. But I'd never heard this song before. I don't listen to Top 40 Radio but I feel like this song should be huge. You hear this song, and it sounds as good as anything that's gotten over with the public in the last 15 years. This is just great pop music right here. And, of course, has a burning guitar solo on it. So, something for everybody. So, here you go. Representing Orianti's time in the band, this is According to You. According to you, I'm stupid, I'm useless, I can't do anything right. According to you, I'm difficult, hard to please, forever changing my mind. I'm a mask in a dress, can't show up on time, even if it would save my life. According to you, according to you.
useless You can't do anything right But according to him I'm beautiful, incredible He can't get me out of his head According to him I'm funny, irresistible Everything he ever wanted Everything is all for sex I don't feel like something that Babe, I'll tell you what you've got to lose He's into me All right, there you go. I, I do actually like that song. It's not a guilty pleasure if you'll admit to liking it, but I feel like I should have had some sort of, uh, you know, Kiss FM stinger playing after, like, 106, top 40. Actually, it probably needs to be a little bit more young sounding than Sunday, Sunday. All right, but yeah, okay. That's why I'm not working for radio stations right now. But that was Orianti. She's got two solo albums out that I'm aware of. That was from the album Believe. She has another one called Heaven in This Hell. And I guess she currently tours with her boyfriend, Richie Sambora. So two great guitar players for the price of one. And in Alice Cooper's band, you get three amazing guitar players for the price of one. Ryan Roxy, Tommy Hendrickson, and of course, Hurricane Nita Strauss. Very nice lady. We met her last week at the show. And looking very much forward to her solo debut album which will be out at some point but thankfully until then we got something to tide us over songs actually be getting some play on Sirius I've heard it and so I went ahead and bought it on iTunes and tied myself over and to play it for you guys here on the show and uh, no pressure but maybe this could be the next Passion and Warfare the next solo guitar album that really gets me we'll see but I, I do have high hopes and I do love this tune. And if you see Nita Strauss live, you are instantly converted. So here's Hurricane Nita with Pandemonium.
Closing off the first part of our two-parter of Alice Cooper's Family Tree, that was Nita Strauss, currently guitar player for Alice Cooper. Her debut single, Pandemonium, right there. And it is. That's some playing right there for you. And I love the melody on the song, too. So looking forward to that full length. Release TBA. But I will buy it the first day it comes out. All right. Hope you've had fun here on the show. Even if you're not a super Alice fan, still gave you a nice bit of variety, I feel. So join us on the next one as well. For you hardcore Alice geeks like myself, you're going to love it and hate it. Because I'm going to challenge you to figure out why I'm playing these songs on the Alice Cooper family tree. Until then, let's get some plugs going. Get out of here. I got a few extra plugs, actually. So stay tuned here. We'll plug the website at the end. And we'll do the space beard thing, of course. But it's important for you to know that there is a bonus original episode of Rock Strikes 10, which is not on this Rock Strikes 10 iTunes feed, as an agreement that I have with the great Cobras and Fire podcast. Sort of like I did last year, there's an entirely new episode of Rock Strikes 10 on the Cobras and Fire podcast feed. Go check it out now for your bonus Rock Strikes 10 episode. There is a theme, but you have to figure it out. Yes. And go donate to the Nashville Rock and Pod Expo, which I will be attending along with a bunch of other great shows like Cobras and Fire, like Talking Metal, like the Rock and Roll Geek Show, like Rock and or Roll, like Podcast. What do all those shows have in common? I've been on them all. And I only go on shows I like. We're all going to be in the same damn room together at the end of August. So go look up the Nashville Rock and Pod Expo on Facebook. Follow the links to donate. And please donate if you can. There's also admission rates if you feel like going. It's going to be in Tennessee. And it's going to be awesome. So come join us in Nashville. And if you specifically come to see Rock Strikes 10, I'm definitely going to have you on the damn show. And go to cnjradio.com for all episodes of Rock Strikes 10, including the ones that aren't on iTunes anymore, episodes 1 through 255. Yes, that is cnjradio.com, cnjradio.com, the letter C, the letter N, the letter J, radio.com. And while you're on there, also check out The Synaptic featuring Randy Brown, a true alternative, great podcast that I produce. Randy is your tastemaker, and he plays it all. And even still, with all the variety that you have here on Rock Strikes 10, it's a different kind of variety, which makes Randy a true alternative. Stay on cnjradio.com for additional blogs featuring Chris, the C of CNJ Radio, Last Theater on the Left, and Wrestling House Show. Great reviews to be had on both ends. Always love saying hello to Chris, and love talking to him when I can. He's a busy guy. Another busy guy is the attractive and talented Pete from Spacebeard who does our outro song. So you got to go represent Spacebeard. Go to facebook.com slash Spacebeardband for more information. Follow their links, purchase their latest album, Gone, and tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent you. That's going to do it. But stay tuned for part two. It's going to be fun. It will be. I promise. Until then, have fun.